Welcome to the Village Idiots Podcast. I am your Dungeon Master, Nathan. With me this evening, I have Nicole. Sup? Emily. <laughs> Why do you do this? Emily. Emily can't stop laughing. It's so great. Emily. I finally got one of you. I finally got one of you. It wasn't even me. I was he trying to get Nicole. Nicole. He was trying to get me. I was drinking out of my soda when he said my name. <laughs> you swallowed that so hard. I heard it through the microphone. <laughs> now you're making me cry, Sorry. Emily. Stop it. Well, I can't help it. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan. Hey. And Justin. Hey, yo. I'm wondering if I should leave that in. <laughs> yeah, do it. We are a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Oh, goodness. At the end of every episode, I name a village idiot. And at the end of last week's episode, I named Emily. Yeah, I named Emily as the village idiot. No, That's right. there's no way. Yeah, 100%. Nah. Uh, it was for something... Healing the dragon. For casting inflict wounds on a shadow dragon. Oh, yeah. that's right. I did do that. Oh, um, yeah, right. You cast inflict wounds on a shadow dragon and healed it. Mm-hmm. Are we going to talk about leveling up, too? Not right now, but we will soon. I was just asking if, if we were going to do that. I well, why up. would we talk about leveling up? Y'all died last episode. Did we, though? But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Emily, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> we fought a dragon and it was a valiant fight and at some point I used it was using dark magic and I used a dark magic spell on it and it healed it like an idiot because I don't understand Pokemon or D&D and <laughs> <laughs> to be fair you wanted to keep it as a pet no she didn't that, that never happened she did I would <laughs> I'm gonna say we won <laughs> Then I'm going to leave it there. Well, uh, a certain rogue in the party got his first critical hit in combat on said dragon, if you'll remember. Oh, yeah. And went orc berserk. Oh, yeah. That was good. I was so excited. Stabby, 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 stabby. I stabbed a lot. Lots of stabs. And then as uh, the dragon was letting out its death howl. It shot lightning out of its mouth and it struck the platform that Zaf was on above it and crystals fell down and there was a massive explosion and you all died probably. I don't know. Who's to say? <laughs> what was the deal with this dragon though? What's the deal with this dragon? <laughs> What's the deal with dragons? What do you mean what was the deal with it? it uh, oh, it was Joss, but in dragon form. Who's Joss? Where are you all right now? Oh my god, don't make me do all of this. Nobody wants to hear me recap, like, the whole thing. <laughs> Alright, yeah, they were fighting a dragon in an old quarry. A boss chamber. The mm. boss chamber, yes. Uh, mm. Agamir was the village idiot the week before because he did not realize it was a boss chamber and went up to Joss the boss. Joss the boss. Not the boss anymore. So yeah, everyone died. Uh, everyone please roll me initiative, please. Alright. Initiative. 14. 21. 18. Well, I'm last, so. Because <laughs> I got 12. Okay, everyone except for Jordan, take your headphones off for me, please. All right. 
Okay, Agamir. So the last thing that you saw was a flash of violet white light and everything went dark. You awaken and you feel, well, you don't awaken, but you're, you, you come to awareness. Your eyes are still closed and you feel a tiny hand pushing on your shoulder as if it's waking you up. Come on, Agamemnon, you gotta get up. You gotta, you, you gotta do this for us. Zero? Yeah, you, you big oaf. Come on, get up. We gotta get back to the ship. I open my eyes. What do I see? You open your eyes and all around you is a, it's a glowing white light and you see Fira is standing there with you. Come on, what are you doing? Five more minutes. <laughs> you realize that this must be some sort of memory. I kind of run a self-diagnostic. I try and clench my hands into fists and, and see if I can feel my legs. Yeah, you feel fine. Everything is okay. You are feeling a little a little floaty, a little dreamlike, maybe a little groggy perhaps, but otherwise you feel pretty good. You don't have any ailments physically that you can tell. Okay. Am I lying on the ground? Uh, or what I perceive to be the gr- is the ground? You are laying horizontally, yes. I'd like to stand and look around and address Fira. Okay, you stand and you, you don't feel any ground beneath you, but you are vertical now. And you can see Fira off in the distance. She turns and in the memory, she beckons you to come forward and says, Come on, we've got to get out to exams. What are you doing? We've got to get to the ship. Uh-huh. As she says that, a door materializes around her. Okay. I follow as fast as I can. Okay, you run for the door, and it does that stretchy hallway thing where you can't reach the door and it gets farther and farther away, and fear is getting farther and farther away, and everything goes white, and then you pass out again. Ah, okay. <laughs> and yeah, that that's, uh, that's what you saw. Uh, we're going to get Saf now. Okay. All right, Saf. You, the last thing that you remember seeing is a violet white light and then everything went dark and you come to awareness and you feel like you are sitting up on a chair. Your eyes are closed and you hear a familiar voice as if they're a little far away from you. All right, Saf, I want you to stay right there. I've got something very special for you, okay? Keep your eyes closed. I recognize that voice from somewhere. You do recognize that voice. That's your grandfather's voice. What? Stay right there for me, okay? Keep your eyes closed. What? I told you I have a surprise for you. You recall that this is a memory of you and your grandfather. You uh, hear your grandfather shuffling around and uh, he comes up to you and he holds his hands on your hands and he says, Okay, Saf, open your eyes. I open my eyes. 
you open your eyes and you see it's glowing white around you and your grandfather standing there in front of you in a clear memory. You feel a little lightheaded, a little giddy, perhaps, and he says, okay, here it is. And he points at a thunder cannon barrel. I finally found you a thunder cannon barrel. Are you, you can finally finish cricket. Grandpa, that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, ever since your father didn't want to do this artificing stuff, I mean, it's, it's just been great having you around to, to, to take up the trade, right? I love doing this with you, Grandpa. It's it's the best thing that's ever happened to me. I know, but, you know, you're still a little young, so you, you won't be able to, to fire this until you're nice and big, but we can at least build it together. You know, I'm going away for a little while. Where are you going, Grandpa? I'm going over to... I'm going to tour. You're going on an expedition? Yeah, but uh, it shouldn't it shouldn't take that long, and I'll be back soon. I'll write you as soon as I get there. He pats his hand on your shoulder, and he fades from your view, and there's that white glowing light, and everything goes dark again. Grandpa? Okay. So, it's going to be Drew's turn. Yay, finally. Hey, what's going on? The last thing you remember seeing is a violet white light, and then everything went dark. You awaken, or you come to awareness, and you are laying on what feels like hard ground, and you hear a voice. Drusilla, is that you? What, what are you... What are you doing here? Who's asking? You recognize the voice as your mother. Oh, shit. Uh, I stand up really quick. Can I stand up? You stand up. You're vertical. Do you open your eyes? Yes. Okay. You stand up and open your eyes. You are surrounded by a white glowing light. You see your mother, and she is very clear, but everything else is not so clear around you. You can't see any surroundings. I go try to touch her. I go to hug her. Drusilla, is everything alright? And she embraces you, and you recognize this as one of your memories of her from the last time you saw her. Okay, so I, I she's not here now, actively. She feels like she is there. Okay. But you realize that this is a memory. Okay. I kind of pull her back so I can look at her face and I tell her what's been going on. (laughs) As you pull her away, you see that her face is turned into a dark shadow. And she says in a garbled voice, What's wrong? What's wrong? Oh, I hate it. Drew pushes her away. You try and push her away, and you cannot get free. You are Uh, being held in place. Okay. And it feels as if she's holding onto your arms very tight, and you do not remember this from your memory of her. Uh, Can I make any noise? Uh, Yeah, you can make noise. Uh, I'm just going to scream real loud, as loud as I can. Okay, you scream, and you scream, and the glowing white light that's been surrounding you goes dimmer and gets darker, 
and it goes to complete black and as it changes to black you see your mother transform into the shepherd oh shit and as you're screaming everything goes black and you lose consciousness okay scar the last thing you remember seeing is a violet white light and everything went to black you come to awareness and you are your your eyes are closed but you feel a gentle and reassuring weight on your shoulders and you hear a familiar voice say to you by the power invested in me's golden mantle of fellows i herdor farinor name you copper mantle you may open your eyes so i open them i guess so you open your eyes and you're in a glowing white environment and you see Perdor Farinor standing there in front of you. And you realize that this is a memory of the day that you were named a Copper Mantle. Cool. Welcome to the rank, Scar. It's, uh, it's great to have you. It's great to be here. I expect a lot of great things for you. Who knows, maybe you'll even be Golden Mantle someday. And he uh, chuckles and kind of pats your arm. And he says, come on, I want to take you around the, uh, the precinct and show you to the rest of the... Uh, the Copper Mantles, your new brothers and sisters, in arms. Lead the way. Okay, he walks forward and gets to a door, and you see a shadowy figure come into existence next to him, and it looks as if it's whispering something to him. And he turns back to you and says, Scar, stare at there for a minute. I have to check something out. And he leaves, and he disappears. And so does the shadowy figure. There is a doorway that then materializes in front of you. The doorway that he was in. I want to go into it. You go up to the doorway and you are met with a blinding white flash. And you realize that you're in a different memory now. And you see that Perdor Farinor is dead on the ground in front of you. Well. This is a memory of the night that he was found. I found him? Well, you didn't find him, but you, you were there at the scene. Whoa. So he his eyes are looking up at you. His eyes are not closed. That's creepy. And as you're looking into his eyes, everything starts to go dim. And everything eventually goes to black. And you fade out of consciousness. Well, that was fun. Yeah, that's it. Everyone come back. Yeah, so you all were blacked out for a while. You all experienced something around the same time. You all hear a scream. Can I wake up or open my eyes? You all are conscious and you hear the scream. Yes. All right, so I open my eyes. What does the scream sound like? It sounds like Drew. Oh. All right, so I open my eyes and I search for Drew. Okay, everyone, I assume, opens their eyes? Yeah, I, I snap awake, try to sit up. Everyone opens their eyes, sits up, lays down, whatever have you, and you are in 
the same glowing white surroundings that you all saw during your experience, except you see each other and everyone except for Drew looks at Drew and Drew was screaming. Can I go like wake her up? I was like, can I wake up? Can I? You're, you're awake. You were just screaming. Oh, okay. But I'm not anymore. I thought you meant I was actively. You were actively you for like a split second after everyone kind of looked at you. So everyone knows that the scream was coming from you. I hesitantly approached Drew. I'm like, Drew? Yo, you okay? <laughs> are, you, are, you th- are you there? Are you real? Are any of you real? <laughs> I kick Agamir. Does that feel real? <laughs> Do I feel it? <laughs> yes, you feel it. Ugh. Where does she kick me? <laughs> Shin, I'm guessing. I think I'm sitting. <laughs> okay. I uh, I kind of hop on one foot, grabbing my shin. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, no, that's proof enough for me. Great to see you. <laughs> She's fine. I want to take in our surroundings. Okay, it's that glowing white environment all around you. I'm staring off into the distance, looking for something. Go off in every direction? As far as you can tell. We're in a glowing white room? Agamir starts to yell out, Fira? Fira? You hear no reply from Vera. Can I walk around and, I don't know. Sure. Where are we, guys? This is confusing. I'm confused. Agamir, suddenly suddenly in a robe with a, with a pipe, goes, hmm, we must be in some kind of uh, <laughs> alternate <Sherlock>. dimension. <laughs> Sherlock Holmes over here. Oh, we're limbo. I wonder if this has anything to do with that the white screen door. As you're walking around, Scar, it feels like you're on solid ground. Okay. Whereas before, when you were walking, it didn't really. You were kind of floaty. I'm going to jump up and down, just to make sure. <laughs> okay, it feels like you're on some sort of stone floor. Do I have anything on me? Like, do I have all my stuff? Yeah, you all have all of your stuff on you. Nothing's missing. Nope. So what do you mean? Where we woke up was all floaty, and then she walked around, and then it was solid ground? Nope. So is it just kind of like this flat, white expanse as far as we can see? No objects on the horizon? That is what it appears to be. How far away are you walking, Scar? I was just kind of walking in like a general circle, like just to get, you know... Around the group? My bearings, yeah. As you reach one of the... On one of your passes around the circle, you feel kind of a a tingling feeling on your arm as your arm brushes against some unseen force. I put my hand to the ground and I feel around because, you know, it's just to make sure that it's like a flat surface, but I'm thinking maybe that's not the case. I feel like we're under some sort of spell. Like, I want to get, like, clear... Like, does anyone have, like, dispel magic? Are you all talking in character or no? Yes, I'm very much... I mean, I feel like that's not how I would refer to it, but... (laughs) Is there... Drew's kind of walking, like, frantically walking around at this point, and she's like, I feel like we're under some spell. I feel like we can't see everything that's actually here. Someone make this go away, is what she's saying. She's walking around. She's like, get rid of the spell. (laughs) I'm going to reach out and touch 
like reach out where I felt that tingling. You reach out your hand and you feel resistance. It feels like there's like a wall there and wherever your hand touches, you feel that tingling sensation. Can I like follow it? Like, can I kind of, you know what I'm talking about? Shimmy along the wall. Yeah, but like still with my hands out. Yes. So as you do that, you make a full circle around the group. So it's cylindrical or spherical in nature. Mm-hmm. And there was no panel? <laughs> Nothing that felt like a door? Nope, just that strange tingling sensation. Does Saf feel it when she's touching the floor? Romeo perception, Saf. Perception. Nine. <laughs> okay, you feel a- around on the ground and you feel something odd. It the, the ground definitely feels like stone or exposed rock. You, you put your hand on something and it's a frayed rope. So as you you touch it, you can bring it up to your line of sight and the the fuzziness kind of goes away from it and you can see clearly that it's rope. We see that Saf has this rope. Yeah, you can once Saf has it in front of her, you all it, it all becomes clear to each of you that there is a rope in Saf's hand as well. Is this a segment of rope or is this rope go on for a little while past what I'm holding? As you pull on the rope, you feel more weight and resistance on the other side of it. So it would indicate that it is longer than what you can see. I keep my hands on it, and then I follow it as far as it'll take me. Okay. The spherical shape or circular shape that you all are trapped in is about 20 feet in diameter. So you go all from one end to the other, and when you get to the other side, so 20 feet of rope, you pull it up and the rope is tied to a plank of wood. Where? On the wall? No, you pull up the the plank of wood and it's just a free-floating plank. Is it wet? Ooh, what an interesting question. Please answer. (laughs) (laughs) Can I roll it? Can I follow Saf and, like, uh, like I see roll to see if it's wet. Yeah, I'm gonna yes that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of words. I'm glad you said all of them. Uh huh. <laughs> I appreciate it. Roll in perception in general. Um, eight. <laughs> okay, it is not wet. <laughs> Would it have been if I was better at perception? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe. <laughs> What happens if I, like, use more force on the wall that I followed around? She wants to know if it's okay if she breaks through this wall. No. (laughs) Roll me a strength check to try and push on it. 23. You push on the wall to no avail. It does not give. I still feel the tingly. You, You do feel the tingly, and it doesn't get any higher in intensity. Where did, she, where did she pull up that plank from? The ground, or where your feet are, which you assume is the ground. Can I get on the ground and, like, just feel around for anything else? We found a rope. 
Sure. Roll me an investigation if you're looking for something. Yeah, I'm going to do that too. That's a four. 18. 11. Uh, 22. Okay. Drew and Saf are kind of searching in the same area that the plank came up. Agamir and Scar are in other places and they find nothing, but Saf and Drew are feeling around where the plank came up, and Drew... And it's wet for some reason. Yeah, it's (laughs) wet. It's real weird. The ground is, like, slick. (laughs) Drew, you find uh, what looks to be a broken claw. The claw. And... Saf, you find a glass orb that looks to be about the size of a walnut. A glass orb? Like an opaque glass orb or a see-through? Like, uh, it's it's crystalline in nature. It, it's not like a... It's not glass. It just looks like it's glass. It's crystalline in nature, but it's completely see-through. Oh. So when the gems hit the floor, I'm thinking that it put us in some sort of stasis where everything is white or some sort of magic where everything is white, of course. And we're still actually in the quarry somehow. Are you saying that in character? Yes. And this orb might be, since it's the size of a walnut, like the other key, this might be the white key. That's true. That's fair. What did I pick up? A claw. Mm, what kind of claw? Yeah, a dragon claw. A broken claw. Rather large. Oh, that <laughs> kind of claw. <laughs> yeah. It's a white claw. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I look around and I'm like, okay, there's some sort of magic thing on us. Please, for the love of God, somebody get this magic thing off of me. I put magic on other people. I don't like it when it's used on me. Take your orby thingy and touch the walls or something. I don't fucking know. There you go. Yeah, try to touch the, the wall. Okay, I walk up to, I guess, where Scar is against the wall, and I touch the key, quote-unquote, to it. Okay, as you touch the crystalline orb to the wall, you all feel like you're being sucked into the middle of where this, quote-unquote, room is, and everything is getting less and less bright white, and it's getting darker, and there are patches of color coming in. You see red, you see a lot of grays and blacks, and then with like a pop, all of the white goes away, and you're back in the quarry, and the orb is now glowing with a white light. It's like a prison! I jump in the air and go, yes! Love that. Akimir looks around and it's just like, oh, I remember where what was going on. <laughs> you look around and you see the remains of the dragon as well. It well and truly exploded. There was a large explosion here. You see dragon viscera all on the walls. You see all the crystals strewn across the floor, except for in that 20-foot circle where you all were. <gasps> that thing... Didn't we take the stone from Joss? Didn't who grabbed it? Uh, I did. Yeah, you did. That thing protected us by putting us in like a prism. Yeah, yeah. Where's Mando? Mando is behind you. 
he was waiting patiently outside of the uh, <laughs> the blast radius. He has some dragon guts on him. <laughs> but he seems to be okay. He's sturdy. Is there... This is going to sound like a really horrible question, I guess. Not really, because she was trying to kill us, but... Is there any, like, dragon teeth or... <laughs> Like a claw that I can have. See, I really thought that you were going to be like, is there like a dragon horde? Because generally dragons have a lot of gold. Uh, and I was going to back you up there, but. No, I, that was going to be my next. to like pillaging her body, which is like a different <laughs> I want her pieces. That was going to be my next question after that. I was going to try to find if there, she had anything on no, her. I forget the gold. She got any teeth? I want a tooth. <laughs> I want a dragon tooth. Yeah, there are. Uh, you find a few dragon teeth strewn about the ground you find seven of them dope that's gonna make a dope ass necklace yeah big (laughs) necklace they're like ivory black and razor sharp but i could sell these bitches or something like that too hey let me have one i'm gonna make tools and murder weapons out of them go for it i need an even number i only got numbers i guess it wouldn't be me to do it i guess it would either be saf or oh i can get my they work on bone my lizard people work on bone all the time we can ask them to carve some cool shit out of one of them there are some bones but you you take a look at them and the the bones themselves oh the teeth oh gotcha i'll give one of my teeth to Drew, so I have an even six. One of your dragon teeth or one of your teethling teeth? <laughs> she just yanks it out of her fucking head and hands it over. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. That's definitely on, on, you know. It's on brand, but no. No, one of the dragon teeth. Dragon teeth. I take one so I can make weapons. Is dragon hide armor a thing? <laughs> I think so. You can certainly try. And to answer Agamir's question from like 20 minutes ago, yes, there are scales as well. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of in line with uh, Scar's thing. I'm like, I, I don't know if we if these are reagents that can be sold for profit, or if we can take the hide and make armor out of it. But I bet you shadow dragons are hella rare too, so we could probably fetch a pretty penny for some. Is there any semblance of Joss still in this thing? You see no lizard folk traces. No traces of lizard folk. So while they're uh pillaging her body for bits uh can i look and see if there is like a dragon horde like a like actual money somewhere in here well there's no money so to speak but there are these gemstones that are chiseled from the wall cool uh yeah let's grab those it's all ruby and garnet and all that kind of stuff my favorite color can we explore the room yeah i'm gonna go up to where joss was kind of crouched because she said that something was, like, right there. So I'm going to see if she was actually saying right here or she meant in the quarry. Okay. I think she may have meant herself. No, I thought she was talking about there was a powerful shield colossi in the room. Yeah. No, I trust you guys. (laughs) Roll me an investigation, please. 15. 18. Looking where Joss was, you do not see any indication of a shield colossi. But I want to look. I was exploring the room, I said. Oh, okay. So Saf doesn't find any shield colossi. Scar, you find more gems. There's just gems everywhere. Y'all just just fill your pockets with them. Yeah, (laughs) fill in our pockets with gemstones. Ruin the economy of Alari, please. Yep, yep. (laughs) 
is there like does the quarry go off into like the distance like is there like a tunnel that was what i was trying to explore too so the quarry itself is only 40 feet deep from the mouth of the hallway but it's really tall so it descends upwards into the volcano ascends <laughs> yeah it did i say descends yeah. it ascends upwards does there seem to be an opening atop there's a volcano when did that happen this oh, is yeah, a volcano duh. remember because of the lava lava <laughs> or sorry magma 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 liquid hot magma, magma. <laughs> you do not uh, hold on who's asking seth you got that dark vision uh <laughs> no no but i have light the cantrip light Yes. Do you cast light on one of those stones and throw it upwards? Sure. Or you could just ask one of us that has dark vision, like the other three people with you. No, I keep you in the dark. I don't know what I'm doing, so I throw it up. Okay, you throw it up. It it, it rises farther than, you know, maybe Saf would let on for a, a toss like that, but uh, it goes pretty high and the light continues up along the walls and you do not see any sort of roof or ceiling. You do see the the framing at the top where the platform that you were on was stabilized and you see the the shattered remains of the the pulley system from the explosion. So just the remains of the platform there's no additional extended platform or anything up there that kind of goes up or around? Nothing that you can see from the the, the throw that you got. You saw maybe a hundred feet up. So, like, we only got one energy stone, right? Or attunement stone when we came in here. Weren't we trying to get more than one? And there's nowhere else to go in this room. Yeah, you found one in here and... Yeah, Joss led you there to find that one so that she could trap you in that room. Well, she didn't lie. It was there. She just didn't specify if there was one or more. So, like, upon inspection of this room, we realize that there's nowhere else to go. I haven't really rolled an investigation yet, but I I do want to say, Agamir Stop takes a breather from skinning this dragon corpse. <laughs> and it's just like, guys, we fought a dragon. Yeah. What what in the world? <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty dope, right? Yes. Let's see. But yeah, I rolled a six to go investigate the chamber just for I don't know, yeah, any anything more valuable. You look around and you, you find nothing of note other than the, the hide that you've got and any gems you stuffed in your pockets or pouches. Okay. Or teeth that you took. So there's no other doors besides the way in. Correct. Uh, I will remind you all that there was, remember there was a... Um, light screen door? The light screen door. There was the blue one and then there was a white one behind it. Yeah, so let's go do that. Now that we have the white stone, yeah. Okay. Which is also some kind of weird prism prison. I hold it out and I ask, who wants to do that? I'm not touching that thing again. <laughs> oh that's right you got electrocuted i forgot i'll do it you big baby <laughs> scar adds one white key to her inventory 
All right. So now that we've uh, excavated this dragon, so we have, yeah, we have dragon bits and we've got gems and. So I'll say that Scar and Agamir both have enough dragon hide and scales to craft armor for themselves. Sweet. <laughs> Plus the teeth that Scar got, uh, gave one to Drew. And Agamir, were you looking for anything else? Uh, and hold on, let me do the gems. Is there enough? Uh, is there enough dragon scale left to make like dragon skin boots? Because that'd be mm-hmm. awesome <laughs> for a halfling. There, there is. <gasps> yeah, you find the dragon's like hand. <laughs> you can just skin it up. I know that skinning takes a lot longer than like three minutes, but. You know what? This is a fantasy world. Their dragons aren't real. Fantasy world. <laughs> fantasy skinning. Fantasy world. <laughs> how many? How many gems we got? Everyone, roll me a d12, please. Also, Nate, about the uh, about teeth. I'm not sure if there if weapons can be fashioned from the teeth or claws. I'd be interested in trying to pick something up like that. Okay, but. six, eight, nine, twelve. Okay, you all you all have as many gems of the ruby and garnet persuasion as numbers that you rolled. Oh. And what about, how many did I get before when we were in that other room? I think you said like, I don't remember if it was like one or three or, I I know it was like a low number, you just said a bunch of gems. Uh, Roll a d6 and that'll be whatever you have. But yes, you, there are claws and teeth that you you may be able to fashion into some sort of weapon. Or maybe not you'd be able to fashion it, but someone could fashion it, unless you're proficient in making stuff. I have two times proficiency for tools, so I guess I just need some sort of tool kit for it. Yeah, I got 15 gems. What, what? Well, what two tools do you have proficiency in? That's what that means. All tools. My, uh, my tool bonus is I have a proficiency, and then I have two times proficiency for all tool sets. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, artificers, man. We're good at making stuff. <laughs> Super OP. Okay, cool. So... I grabbed some claws and teeth. Yeah, yeah we're wa- and we're walking to the... And we're walking. And we're walking. Yeah, I follow Scar. Okay, you all head back to the room that had the, uh, the blue light screen door and now has a white light screen door. I touch it with the with the thing. Okay. You touch it with the white stone and the white white screen door goes and it's gone. And behind it lays a purple light screen door. What the fuck? <laughs> Shut up, I hate it. <laughs> there was another door. Is he kidding? To the I'm south. Kidding. No, no. Yeah, there was a, another door to the south that you all did not explore. Fuck my life. Let's go. Agamir kind of just goes, can I roll a hit die to heal? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. If you all <laughs> want to take this. a short rest, I'd say go ahead and do that. Yeah, it's probably for the yeah. best. How, how many uh, hit points can we gain back? However many hit die you have. Well, it's your level, right? Yeah. Which is... Uh, well, we'll get there. But narratively, it doesn't really... You all leveled up. Uh, so I'm just letting the listeners know. Everyone leveled up. They're now level seven. 
because I underleveled them up to this point. So I gave them two levels right now because they just fought a dragon, damn it. Um, <laughs> and we deserve it. Yeah. So we'll talk about what they got at when they leveled up to level seven on next week's episode. But we're not done with this episode yet, so we'll talk about all that. How many hit die do you have when you start? It's five, right? Or something like well, that. Well, it'd be as many oh, okay. as your level. So you have, so I seven. guess. So seven. Technically, okay. you're supposed to have a long rest when you level up. So, you know, y'all are just at full health. You've got full everything right now. It was a healing, a healing white key. It, 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 gave, you, it gave you the effects of a long rest. Okay. Yay. Sweet. But, but we're not leveled yet, right? Uh, you, you are leveled now. We are level seven? seven. Yeah, you're level seven right now. You feel stronger. Oh. Okay. Now, let's go and get that fucking purple thing. Were you serious about that? Because, like, I'm over it, but. Yes, 100%. God damn it. <sighs> we had to fight a dragon to get this one. What the fuck's going to happen to us to get the purple one? Who knows? Let's go. I, I'm leading the charge to the other door. I'm so over this. Okay, down the southern passage, it extends 15 feet, and there is a stone door with no light coming out from around it at the end of the corridor. All right, so I'm going to investigate to see if there's any way to open this up. That is plus one, then. So, 19. Uh, you're looking for ways to open this door? Yeah, if there's a way to open it. Like, if there's uh -huh. any traps like in front of it, or if there's anything on the walls. Yeah, you see no buttons, no levers, no hinges or anything like that, and no traps. It looks like this is just a stone slab pushed up against this wall. All right, so I'm going to try to touch it. There's There are runes on the face of the door, uh, but you can't read them because you do not know the language. Does Drew? Do I? Uh, Drew looks at the door and she realizes this is old common. Yeah, what's it say? It says, here lies Halarthus Shadeseeker, the Augur of the Incarnate. Can I move? Can I move it? The stone? Uh, roll me a strength check. Gladly. That's my speciality. I thought you'd never ask. She says the name Halartha. I didn't catch the last name. But my eyes... Yeah, Halartha isn't the name of Halartha, the college that we went yeah, to? Yeah, my eyes light up and I I say that, you know, they named the university after whoever this is. Halartha Shadeseeker. So, 26. <laughs> All right, you handily pick the door up over to the side as if it's a piece of, like, plywood. <laughs> but this is a real heavy door. Scar hella strong now. <laughs> Scar hella strong. Uh, so looking inside, it is a small chamber. It is 15 feet by 15 feet, and you see a sarcophagus in the middle of the room. I'm going to check for traps. That's six, 17 to investigation. You do not notice any traps. All right, so I'm going to open the sarcophagus because now we're grave robbers too. Do it. Okay. I think like you already were. <laughs> yeah, cor corpse robbing, now grave robbing, you know. Or what point does corpse robbing become archaeology? <laughs> I'll use your uh, previous strength check. You've got that adrenaline pumping, and you slide the 
the stone lid off of the sarcophagus. And as soon as you lift the sarcophagus lid up, the room is bathed with a faint purple light. Okay, I'm going to find the source of that. Okay, you look inside the sarcophagus and there is a, well, it's it's the skeleton of a, a woman. And the way that she's holding her hand, she's got her right hand with the pointer finger and thumb grasping a walnut-sized orb that is putting off this purple light. It's just like the blue one and the white one. She is holding it direct, or the skeleton itself is holding it uh, right above the chest as if it's waiting for someone to take it. Mm, Wait. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm not going to take it just yet. That seems like a trap. (laughs) That's a natural 20 to investigate this whole thing. Look for traps. Situation. (laughs) Check her pulse. Okay, you take... You take like four hours and you scour the whole room. (laughs) There is nothing here but dust, a corpse, and a a way to get through that light screen door. All right, I take it. It doesn't actually take four hours. But yeah, since no malaise, no malign intent. Okay, I take it, go back to the other door. You take the stone, you leave the tomb, and you go up to the purple light screen door. There it is. And I touch it with the stone. You touch it. With the stone. And with the stone. (laughs) And this light screen door vanishes with a... If there's a fucking green one or yellow one (laughs) or like pink one, I don't care. I'm going to freak out. (laughs) You do not see another light screen door. Thank God. The chamber, there's a chamber beyond and it opens up. Even those with dark vision can't see the other side of the chamber because of its size. It is very large. Mm. Shit. Okay. Are you all walking inside? Um, we just... I, I, Agamir's feeling pretty good about killing a dragon, so... <laughs> yeah, we've got a lot of unearned <laughs> confidence. They're like, no earned, but... Does it look empty, the parts that we could see? It looks fairly empty. It looks like it was hewn from the stone around it. However, it does look a little more ceremonial, more ornate than the other chambers you have been in. At the end of a 25-foot balcony in front of you, it steps up about 10 feet, and you see that there's like a landing that looks out over this vast expanse of cavern. I feel like we're about to step into another boss room and I'm freaking out. I recommend that I take a pebble, put light on it, and throw it into the room. Thoughts? I was just going to say that to you, one of you guys that has that. Mm-hmm. Should do that. Because, like, if it's more, it, so it's bigger than 60 feet, that's why we can't see across it? Yes. Jeez. Okay. All right. So I pick up a pebble, I cast light on it, and I throw it into the room. Okay. You cast light on the pebble and toss it, chuck it as far as you can. It goes for a long, long time, and you see nothing being lit except for the pebble soaring through the air. And then it finally hits the ground 50 feet down from where you threw it. And it clatters along the ground, and you see that it's a 
pristinely carved flat expanse. It has been hewn in such a way that it, it looks like, um, you know, this was a, a floor that was laid here by, you know, tile workers or something, but it, you can tell that it was still hewn from the rock around it. So are we going to walk in here, guys? Sorry, I also have to mention that there, as you threw the light, there looked to be some sort of indentations on the railing of the landing. Indentations on the railing? Yeah. The, the railing, or the, it's not a railing because it's not wood or anything, but, um, you know, where you would place your hands as if you were to give an audience to all of the people that would be down below you. There's a, a stone, one of those. And so the 50 feet is from the, the height of the landing down to the floor. And it extends upwards as well. This vast expanse. Um, is there a staircase? You see no staircase. Is there a ladder? Are we walking in? You see no ladder. You're you're on this landing, and you're just looking out over this vast expanse. I pick up another pebble, I cast light on it, and I say, let's go. Why is nobody following me? Um, I- I'm nervous. <laughs> yeah. You're real bright now. <laughs> no, um, kind of turn my gaze from this expanse and I, I go ahead and follow Saf wherever she's going. Where are you trying to go, Saf? Forward. Are there things? So the landing is at the center as far as we can, uh, like of our side that we're on. Is are, are there paths to the left and right? No. Oh, okay. It's like this landing just kind of extends out into this cavern. A grappling hook would come in real handy. <laughs> <laughs> so are we at, we're at the very edge of the landing? You are as far as you can go without getting into the cavern, yeah. And you can see those indentations on the on the rail. What do they can say? Can I roll an investigation to, yeah, to see what these indentations are? Is it language or is it like a, is it a carve, like carvings like language or? It looks like it's a, like a bowl indentation. Like as if something would sit there. Put the things in it. Put the things in it. There are three of them. Put the, the blue one and then the white one and then the purple one in that exact order. I don't know. Okay. There are runes next to these bowls as well. Hey, Drew. In a language that you can't understand. Hey, can I understand it? You know what? You sure can. <laughs> Do they say the names of the colors? <laughs> it's it's old common, and uh-huh. it says blue, purple, <laughs> white. Does it really? Yeah. Oh my god. Okay, I put them in that order. Blue, purple, white. Okay. As they are all placed in the indentations, they a humming noise starts to happen, and they start floating about an inch above where they were sitting before and you hear that humming noise and all the colors mixed together into kind of this lavender color and light shoots down into the bowls that they were sitting in and then it goes all the way along the railing and then it circles the entire chamber and you can see for the first time how large this chamber actually is it extends to 200 feet past where the landing is. Damn. At least. You're not exactly sure. It's hard to tell with these just light trails in the distance. 
but you can see after a ways that they are starting to converge on each other. And right before the light trails converge, they split and they make an ovoid pattern and then they finally connect. So if you imagine the one on the right side goes up and the one on the left side goes down until it meets where it's split. And you, you hear this humming noise and you see in the distance in the space of the ovoid structure, you hear a rumbling and you see a figure is coming out of that and coming towards you. What the fuck? And there are booming footfalls as it's moving. We found it, guys. Oh, no. But also super cool. <laughs> <laughs> we found the Megazord. <laughs> yeah, you, you got it. It's Voltron. <laughs> <laughs> so as the figure is moving towards you, you can't really... It goes out of view because it's no longer shrouded in light. So you just hear the footfalls for a while. And after a minute of the footfalls, it finally starts coming into view in front of the landing. And you see that it looks exactly like Mando. Except it's 150 feet tall. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. (laughs) This thing's a fucking building. (laughs) Mando reaches out. He goes, Papa? Papa? Uh... No, as <laughs> he doesn't say Papa, no. Mando doesn't talk. Um, yeah. But he, the this massive Mando, big Mando, I'll call him right now, Big Daddy, <laughs> the biggest, big daddy. biggest Daddy, biggest no. Daddy. <laughs> it stops just before it gets to the landing, and it surveys each of you with its head. I mean, it's kind of got an inscrutable face it doesn't really have features so to speak but you can sense that it's looking at you and uh everyone make me a wisdom saving throw please oh god oh god what did we do guys (laughs) 19 nat 20 yay (laughs) 23 shit (laughs) three Okay. Agamir, Scar, and Drew feel a gentle probing at their consciousness. And Saf immediately hears in a booming voice something that she cannot translate. <laughs> I probably could. Say it out loud. Is that all that happens? That's that's all that happens. I immediately try and recreate what was said to Drew. Okay. Roll me a performance, please. (laughs) How offensive is this recreation of this language? Yeah, uh, so Saf, I need a... Saf, I need a performance, and Drew, I need a... intelligence check from you. Yeah, I guess it'd be intelligence. All I could say is, thank God I have Lucky. (laughs) And that's a 15. 16. Okay. You're able to get the gist of what Saf was trying to tell you. There are some words that you're not exactly sure that she was trying to pronounce or not. But the gist was, do you speak my language? Um, can I say out loud in Old Common, 
I do? <laughs> and like wave uh, my hand. Yes. Uh, <laughs> you, you do that and the massive Big Daddy turns its face towards you and you feel uh, that gentle prodding at your consciousness again. Can I let him talk to me? Gonna, gonna let it in? <laughs> you want to open your mind? Yes. Yes, I do. This hasn't happened. <laughs> this hasn't gone wrong before. Ah, it's totally fine. Can't sell my soul twice. <laughs> I was just gonna say she's already indebted to one person. <laughs> make him duke it out for. Yeah, her. make him fight. <laughs> already spoken for. That would be an interesting battle. Yeah. So you open your minds to this massive shield, Colossi, and it says to you in old common, "You speak my tongue." I reply, uh, I read it better than I speak it, but yes. Do you say it out loud or do you just think it? No, I'm going to say it in my head. I reply in my brain and see if he under, if he can hear me when I speak in my head. Your thoughts on this language are good. I see no more. And then you hear in your mind, Is this better? And it's speaking in common. <laughs> um, I think back, uh, yes, that's not as hard on my brain to reply. <laughs> and they can understand you too. And I kind of gesture towards the rest of the party as I'm thinking that. And we're all looking at you like, what's happening right now? Because you're doing that thing where it looks like you're talking but you're not actually saying any words. You're just concentrating really hard. And yeah. we're like, what, what's going on there? I'm looking directly <laughs> at the big daddy, kind of like, kind of like jumping on my feet a little bit, like rocking back and forth, like really excitedly. Yeah. So you heard the whole exchange in old common as well, but you couldn't understand it. And then you Saf heard, is this better in common? He's still in Saf's mind. I guess I'll open up my mind too. Well, it hasn't probed yet. Handshake protocol. Come on. It's like a vampire. It's not gonna it's not gonna come on in unless you say so. <laughs> you feel a gentle probing at your mind, Scar and Agamir. After you see Drew gesturing at them. Agamir's still closed up. He kinda looks around, he's like, What guys, what's going on? Are you are you guys feeling this? I look at him and I point to my head and I'm like, You gotta let him in, man. <laughs> It's not creepy at all. I'll do it. Very begrudging, very begrudgingly, Agamir lets down his mental defenses. Okay. Now that everyone's defenses are down, this makes it a lot easier. Oh, God. All right. Everyone roll me <laughs> now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> you all hear in your, in your minds. Greetings, little ones. Mm-hmm. Y'all, it's the Iron Giant. <laughs> Why do you wake me from my slumber? Oh, I didn't know you were sleeping. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Who are you? I don't think you have to respond slow. No, I was just trying to figure out how I was going <laughs> to It was mostly I was just trying to figure out how I was going to say it and then like or what I was going to say. I like the say. idea that Scar responds back like that though. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? It's like Dory trying to speak whale. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. So Scar says, who are you? I am 
I'm all spirit. That sounds important. I should write that down. It does sound important. Amopheric. I'm the guardian of the prophecy. Okay. Cool. What prophecy? The prophecy that the auger of the incarnate gave to me. That's what an auger is. They're, they they do prophecies. They or like interpret prophecies, right? Augurs. Yeah. If they interpret prophecies, they prophesize themselves. The yeah, I knew I heard that word before. Thanks, uh, Percy Jackson. The what was the auger of the what again? Sorry, auger of the incarnate. What's her face? Halartha. That's the auger of the incarnate, right? That was who we took the purple thing from. Yes. Shadow seeker. Shade seeker. Ooh, shade seeker. Oh, she like looks out, looked at uh, for. Shade pockets, I bet. Tell me, little ones, who sits on the chamber four? Um, you mean twelve? We got a council of twelve. Never heard of the chamber of four. It looks around real slowly from side to side. Yes, it is time. Tell me now, who commands my relay? And it looks down to Mando. I raise my hand slowly. Amoferic leans down towards Saf and gets so that his head is level with the landing and the head is as big as Mando is. <laughs> and uh, Amoferic says, It likes you. <laughs> he hasn't told me otherwise. She did it. She teaches shit how to love. <laughs> <laughs> so about that prophecy. <laughs> yes, it is time. It is the age in which the prophecy shall unfold. Listen now, and I shall tell you. Yes. The prophecy which I have guarded for these ages. Yes, yes, tell us. Don't you dare say what I think you're about to say. <laughs> hate it, hate Go it. on. Nah. Agamir sits down, looks around for popcorn. Drew takes <laughs> a pad of paper and a pen and a quill and is like about to, like ready to take notes. As the auger of the incarnate outlined it, the wicked one wreathed in white shall unveil the incarnate from shadow when the fields of sacrifice bathe the ever flame, burning proud atop its altar with the blood of the dreamer. I say out loud, we've known this white one. We've seen him. Tell me, have you found any of my brethren? Yeah, a few. A couple. A couple. No one as big as you. <laughs> my brethren are of my height. Have you or any uncovered my brethren? No. <gasps> Wait, you guys. Wait. <gasps> Wait, 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 maybe that's the thing that we saw the in thing the thing. The thing in the shade yeah, pocket. Yeah, the shade pocket. <laughs> the light. Uh, they said they saw a big light, remember? And they were wait. hiding it in that big old tent. And the thing, the shard of it was like at, coming back to it and shit. God. Yo. Oh, God, Kelvin has one of these. That sucks. Y'all. <laughs> so answer your question. Maybe? <laughs> I share my memories of our of my experience in the shade pocket. 
with uh, ML Ferret. Yeah, can we like let him see our memories? Yeah, Is can he like see our memories? Can we like let him? If we think about that time, can he see that? The, yeah, you you relay the the memories to him. Okay, he says, "I see, Amogild has fallen." Oh God, what? Oh no, Amo, what? What does that mean? We must make haste to save the twins. Yeah, we gotta save the twins. <laughs> and that's where we're gonna end. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's better than right before the prophecy. Better. I know, I was gonna freak out a little bit. Y'all. The fucking thing in the shade pocket was a shield colossus. Oh, it was one of these. That's why we're on this island. There's so many biggest daddies. I have so many questions. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's kind of the point. Here we go. And y'all thought this was just a this fun little side quest. Nope. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> You're like, no fun. No. no fun. This is all business. Stay on the tracks. <laughs> that's amazing, by the way. That was dope. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Fantastic storytelling. Wait, how has he fallen, though? Oh, yeah, because they had, like, his head or something, right? I don't know. Kelvin's con- capable of some weird stuff. God. Yeah, right? Yeah, so someone's going to have to reiterate that wicked prophecy with the wicked one and something about the dreamer. Someone have better have that written down somewhere. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening to the Village Idiots podcast. I hope you had a great time listening. I had a great time DMing. I hope that my players had a great time playing. I think I'm going to have to be the village idiot this week because I uh, did this whole like memory thing with you all and then you all didn't talk about it because there was other stuff to do. So it was supposed to be cool, but it wasn't. So I'm not going (laughs) to. I mean, my memory was dope. My memory was cool. I wanted to talk about it. I think we can. We'll talk about it like when we get back to the ship or something. Like we'll all be around the campfire and kind of be like, so did y'all? you had like weird dreams before we woke up yeah so anyway that was my fault because uh yeah well you know it, it happened it needed to happen there yeah but so yeah i'm the village idiot this week so good job me yeah for all of you eagle-eared listeners out there uh you can tweet the prophecy at us right on social media nicole yeah so you can go to twitter and look up at village idiot pod to uh to, to do that and if you want to talk to any of us personally you can find me at nicole the nerdy you can find me at jroma20 i'm at neurotic good you can find me at village idiots dm and you can't find me because i'm too busy having trippy dream sequences that's what i call <laughs> my dreams now <laughs> we also have a website villageidiotspodcast.com Tons of cool stuff up there, like artwork and uh, the Village Idiots tally. The coolest thing, though, is definitely the link to our Patreon. Speaking of Patreon, want to hear more from your favorite idiots while you're in luck? Because we have a Patreon. For just a couple bucks a month, you'll have exclusive access to some DM insights with Nathan and Behind the Screens. Listen to Nicole and I BS and What's What with Dillian Daly, and even a mini prequel campaign set in the world of Lanamora. If a subscription to our Patreon is too much of a commitment for you, we'd love if you could leave us a quick review on iTunes. If you enjoyed the show, tell your friends about us. New episodes come out every Tuesday, so stay tuned. Yeah, stay tuned. Uh, next week's episode, we're going to... Oh, uh, that's another reason I'm the village idiot, because I leveled y'all up and didn't give you a chance to talk about it. So, next week, we're going to find out 
what everyone got at level seven. We're going to find out what the heck is going on with this Emma Farrick character. We're going to do it. We're, a lot of stuff's going to happen next episode. Just make, make sure, please, please just make sure you stay tuned. Please. Hey, uh, don't forget to New Year, new review, new shirt. It's 2020, y'all. Get shirts from us. So, uh, yeah, leave us that review. Get a shirt. We'll do, we'll send it to you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bye. 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 We'll fix it in post.